Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you so much for dropping on by and uh, really appreciate you listening to a podcast. I have a couple with me today, which is great. I'm going to hand over to uh, Claire and Helen to introduce themselves to you all. So welcome, Claire and Helen. Thank you so much for joining me. Over to you. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Helen um, and I'm married to Claire and we've been married 15 years. 15. Last week. (laughs) Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, And together a lot longer. Yeah. And together a lot longer than that. So we've been together as a couple for 25 (gasps) years. Um, Yeah. Uh, We have a son together. Um, That's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Well, I think you've stolen everything that I can say there. Hi, I'm Claire. (laughs) Everything that Helen said. But you both met, I believe, at school. Is that right? We did. We met at school Mm -hmm. um, a very, very, very long time ago. Um, Claire at the time was Brian Mm -hmm. and was my first boyfriend. Um, And last boyfriend, we got married uh, and moved in together and had a child. Yes. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Been together a very, very long time Mm -hmm. since school, really. You met together, you met at school and you've, I guess you've been on quite a bit of a journey in the interim time because you're both creatives, but you've both got professions Mm -hmm. that you are in as, as, you know, business wise and work wise, etc. But sort of personally, you are, you are (sighs) extrovertly creative but you've got obviously a that's journey that you've gone on that way and also <laughs> uh, obviously um brian, claire was brian is is brian some days is claire other days yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so ha- give, yeah. Do, yeah. can you sort of elaborate and share with my audience the sort of journey if you if you don't mind that you've you've both been on obviously because it must be quite a journey it's been lots of small steps over many many years and it's it's interesting people say you know oh it's a it's a big change and we didn't find it a big change did we it was no it was when we when I sort of let myself be myself Mm -hmm. and it was it really sits right Mm -hmm. with me it's not oh my word you are completely different absolutely I think it's definitely been small steps and a a long journey over a number of years and I think when I think the stories I've heard about transgender people and you know people who were married as male and female and then that one of them you know comes out as being trans it, it's often told as like an overnight thing like a big secret and one day I want you to know that I'm, I'm female and I'm transgender and it's a big shock to the to the wife mm-hmm. I think I think that's often what's portrayed and that's the story that we hear mm-hmm. a lot and it really was never like that no. for us was it it no. was tiny tiny little things wasn't it yeah um, and it evolved and we evolved together as a couple you've been there for me you've you've just it's just been so good to go through it with you one of the positives out of lockdown and covid was i was able to explore a lot further mm-hmm. um holding a profession expecting to go to to offices and even just to the shops and things when that all stopped it was like okay i've got an opportunity here to to really explore mm-hmm. who i am what makes me feel happier mm-hmm. where's where is my identity because mm-hmm. I've, I've always known I've always had a different identity. Mm-hmm. To, I, I've had a professional persona, mm-hmm. and what I I feel that society 
wanted to see expected yep. to see from me and then outside of that I've had very different personas when I've actually been myself mm-hmm. you know on a, on a weekend I'd I'd be quite gothy yep. quite bikery those sorts of personas yeah, so and not, not not female necessarily no. but yeah like you say kind of the biker look and, yeah, yeah and I, or... I've been I spent many years exploring different looks to try and find things that that sat right uh-huh. with me that made me feel right mm-hmm. And there was always something just not quite right. I enjoyed those mm-hmm. looks. I enjoyed those those identities, but it was never it was never fully me. And then we started exploring this further, and mm-hmm. I just feel so much better now. Just it's Claire. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about Claire? The sort of image of Claire dressing as Claire. What is it? How is it that that makes you feel more comfortable? Because obviously, you know, you do. Yes, I don't. Some days you're Brian, but you know when you dress mm. as Claire, well, how, how different does that make you feel? So at the minute, the the, the masculine aspect of it is is purely out of practicality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not a particularly feminine looking person. Well, I have to say you look very feminine right now, Claire. You you rock you rock it very very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not it's it's a lot of product that's helping you achieve that. It does take, trust it does take trust a lot me. Of most women will say the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're learning, aren't you? You're learning that yeah, if you want to wear your makeup, you need to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's often a blocker. Yeah, yeah, you know that's why I get up at five thirty. I I want to look a certain way, yeah. and, and you need to do the same. Yeah. But yeah, it's there's, very, it's there's very lots much... of hurdles. It, it's you know from a, a pe- professional perspective at work, I am still Brian, mm-hmm. and my works ID has has Brian on there and a picture of Brian on there, and you know it's quite difficult to overcome those barriers. And I'm I'm working mm-hmm. with people at work to try and work out how how we can do that, and, and everybody's been really supportive about it. So I, I still. I still walk that line because there's practicality mm-hmm. reasons and um, I'm, I'm currently having laser hair removal, which is really, really helping with things, but trying to cover up stubble every mm-hmm. day. I know, I know. It can really grow. <laughs> <laughs> but to say, would you prefer then uh, to sort of, sort of walk out as Claire 100% of the time or do you think you would still, you still like to sort of channel Brian as well? So I connect way more with Claire. Mm-hmm. This last week... I had laser removal last week and, and after which I can't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to be to be Brian for that week and my mood drops. Yeah. And and today is the first day that I've I've been able to be Claire again and my mood's picked up mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And it's it it just feels right. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that Brian feels wrong, I just don't connect mm-hmm. with it and I just feel way better and way way more like I can be myself with this persona and it's yeah it's just liberating mm-hmm. really it just feels it just feels right it's such a it's such a, a weird thing to try and describe to somebody mm. but it's it just is it just feels so much more like me yeah and you do change when you put your hair and your makeup on you yeah. dress how you want, want to dress mm-hmm. you are a happier person um and lots of uh you know i've had comments from friends you know who've said how wonderful I am <laughs> I get this a lot oh you're amazing you're amazing Helen you're wonderful you're so accepting and how you've how you've accepted Claire and I don't see it as that because 
it's made my life so much better (laughs) because you are happier because for years and years you were never really happy there -hmm. there was always something and it always was that trying to unpick what what is it why are you not happy why you you know fundamentally you've got a job and a family and friends and hobbies and things Mm -hmm. but you still were just never never happy and the more and more you started to be clear more and more you you've become happier which makes my life easier yeah it's so important to connect with the essence of who you are and 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 as you said you've obviously had to unpick it you've had to work it out and find out who you are and I think you know we are all made up of so many different elements aren't we and you know you can be Mm. I mean I know just from how I like to dress some days I like to be wearing something that's quite out there or other times I like I mean Mm. I'll wear no makeup and what have you but when you start to get big contrasts like you've explained and explored you've had to explore that mm. i mean did you have any sort of do you, do you think you kind of always knew but you you hadn't gone that far to explore it and do you think you knew helen do you think no. you picked up on it at all or because you're both very creative so, aren't you in terms of how yeah. you dress generally yeah. i don't think i ever knew properly but when i look back with a retrospective view on it i can see things that are like wow, yeah, that, that was really a sign. And it goes way back, way, way, way back into into childhood. Mm-hmm. And I can see these things that are like, if I'd have understood that more at the time, mm-hmm. had it been more accessible to me, if the sort of the vocabulary and things didn't, didn't seem to exist at that time and it, I wasn't educated about it and it was, I was quite shielded from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, and when I look back retrospectively, then I can see things that, that really are quite telling. Yeah. And one story I like to tell is, is, is around shoes. Mm-hmm. And I had never had a good relationship with shoes and footwear as, as a male. Yeah. I would always buy the same pair of shoes. <laughs> Genuinely, the same pair of shoes. For, for at least... Seven, eight years. Oh, that, <laughs> ten years. It was just the same pair of yeah. shoes. It was very easy shoe shopping. It was. They, they were really comfy sketches, just some trainers. Uh, brown trainers, <laughs> yeah. just really plain brown trainers. And I kept saying to you, didn't I, you, you, there's lots of other types of trainers you could try. Yeah. You can have a different colour. <laughs> but um, I just didn't connect. Yeah. I just look at them and I'm like... Oh, that's so miserable. Didn't excite so you. And then, and I've allowed myself to 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 wear the footwear that I want to wear, and we now have nowhere to store them because I've got so many <laughs> pairs of shoes. And I've seen it's via your session. Instagram channel, you know. <laughs> and I have to say yeah. to my fabulous listeners, you ought to have a look at at, at Claire's. Um, Instagram. We will we will give you the contact details at the end. However, <laughs> how Claire walks in some of those shoes, I have no idea. Uh, I've uh, just recently bought some more heels, <laughs> and I'm sort of walking around the house in them, and I'm sort of going, "Oh my!" I would have to learn how to walk in these again. So I take my hat <laughs> yeah. off to your awesome sh- footwear and how you even walk in them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, so you, obviously, so that footwear thing was something as you say retrospectively you kind of looked back on mm. but it's it's interesting and that it's taken you quite a long time to sort of get to that point of sort of exploring and finding out and realizing what it was but do you know what I find fascinating is and I'd be interested in your take on this is that or, you know both of your takes on it is that it, society has created this image of how we should and shouldn't be I mean who is it that says mm-hmm. you should dress like this and you should dress like that why can't we just all dress as we feel you know 
does it matter? It, really? You know, OK, uh, if you've got a business no, with a uniform yeah. and it's it's I get that, you know, because it's sort of an identity and so customers can recognise. But mm. other than that, does it matter? They're just things to mm. adorn our bodies with, you mm-hmm. know, and whatever you feel exactly. works for you. It, it works, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I always um, use the example about hair colour for myself. So well, yours is, a, I have to say um, for the for the listeners, <laughs> Helen's um, hair is a, a fabulous colour. Uh, it's sort of a, a tealy, bright blue. Yeah. It's fab. Yeah, it's a good description. <laughs> yeah, thank it's you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, it's been lots of colours over the past past year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, um, I do have a professional job in the NHS and I um, wear a uniform for a, a lot of that which is fine um, but when I'm not at work I do like to wear a lot of vintage clothing or vintage um, styled clothing so 40s 50s 60s stuff um, and I like to have bright hair colour but there was a policy in the NHS for a very very long time since I've started my career that you couldn't have an unnatural hair colour so you <laughs> had to have black blonde blonde ginger right. or um, brown Good hair. Good grief. And, was that um, going to affect your job? Yeah apparently so apparently you can't be a professional person with coloured hair. Bizarre. Um, and, and that really really affected me mm-hmm. it really had a big impact on me and I must have bored my colleagues to death I think telling them about <laughs> this but it really did matter mm-hmm. to me so I have wanted bright coloured hair since I was a child and I remember being very very young and mum in the summer holidays taking me to the body shop and getting some henna hair colour some bright orange hair colour and I just remember it so vividly because it was just such a happy moment just being able to colour my hair a colour that I wanted um you know but then that was it because then school and you know after the summer holidays I had to go back to normal natural hair colour and then into my career um, you know and, and for the last 20 years in that career I've had to have natural hair colour it hasn't been I've bent the rules slightly <laughs> but um, you've got to they did um <laughs> yeah pushed it as far as I could but um they changed the policy about a year ago and that has made such a difference mm-hmm. to me yeah. it's made such a difference to my happiness as soon as I read that policy mm-hmm. at work you can have any colour hair you want Right, book that appointment at the hairdressers. So I've been bright red, I've been uh, purple. Purple, purple, pink, and now I'm greeny blue, teal. And yeah, like, but and, it makes a difference, doesn't uh, yeah. it? I mean, if you're doing stuff that make you makes you feel good, why do people feel the need to judge? But I think people judge because it's it's a fear-based thing and they, they don't know, they don't mm. understand, and therefore it's easier to criticise because obviously then they have to do something about other things themselves to learn to evolve and if they don't want to they'd rather go it's you can't do this you can't do who said why how is that going to impact Mm -hmm. it's about understanding Mm -hmm. people it's about learning it's about education it's about evolving it's about enlightenment Mm -hmm. and the more we can do to bring forth that the better you know in my mind and it and it is good. There have been changes. If I go back to 1992, yeah. I remember wearing trousers to work. And that was a ri- yeah. And I worked for a national recruitment agency at the time. Uh, in, you know, global, they were US owned, actually. And everybody, you know, the women would wear a skirt, you know. It was a kind of like, mm. you know, heel skirt, you know, lipstick. Exactly the sort of outfit you'd be like yeah. to be wearing, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, but I thought, you'd have been all right. You'd, you'd have been fine. fine. But, my, but, but you know what? Back then, my opinion was: you know what? I don't have a problem with a guy if he wants to wear a skirt to work. 
so why can't I wear trousers? And that was the <laughs> that was the, yeah. the mindset yeah. I yeah. had, you know. And I've always I've always felt mm-hmm. that way. But things have changed. Like you can do your hair, you know. And as you said, um, Claire, that the organisation that you work for, they are now putting these policies into place. I mean, that is yeah. is huge because it affects you so much from a mental health perspective. If you aren't yourself, if you can't channel that inner happiness yeah. because mm-hmm. other people, this ex, you know, externally are, are making a judgment on your ability based on what you put on your face and what mm-hmm. you adorn mm-hmm. your body with, and it's not that's not part of what the job involves, is it? I find it really interesting when I've when I've been talking to people at work about um, how I want to present and how how to address me because I use a they them mm-hmm. pronoun and I, I work in a predominantly uh, middle-aged white cis male environment and a lot of them are just simply not aware mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of the vocabulary yeah. and I've, I've spoken to people about how can we educate people can we can we introduce some of this into our our team calls and just help people because i i'd rather people spoke to me about mm. it I'm, I'm obviously outwardly different it's 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 not difficult to spot <laughs> and i'd rather people ask me than make assumptions mm-hmm. Or, or just avoid the topic altogether. Mm. I find that really strange when when people just avoid saying anything, and it gets to that point where it's it's quite awkward because yeah. it's like, have you are you are you ignoring it? Are you mm. are you trying to be polite by not mentioning it? And I'd just rather have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And and from talking to people, they are interested and they want to help and they want to uh, they want to put the right messages out, but they feel like they they lack the the vocabulary mm-hmm. to do it. And they don't want to offend. They don't want to say the wrong things. And I think there's an awful lot that can be done in, in that space to, to help. And the more that people engage and, and understand and, and and have that vocabulary, mm-hmm. the easier it'll become for, for everybody and, and create that inclusivity. Yeah. I mean, the vocabulary is, is, is a very interesting topic because obviously, as you've said, you refer to they, them. Can you sort of explain... You know, like you've just said, using the language and explaining the language for the benefit of the listeners, because I think it is, it, it's massive, but then it's all of that language. There is a lot of language change in that area and there understanding is. it. Is. And I'm, you know, I'm also personally curious because I, as I've said, and as I've already alluded to, is that, you know, I just think if we can just all be who we are without any labels whatsoever, nobody has to judge, we probably mm-hmm. wouldn't need all of these sort of different sort of descriptions because you know you are who you are does it matter you know Mm -hmm. that's Claire that's Brian that's whoever you want to be it's who you are you know some cultures have lots of different names for themselves you know it's but as it is right now can you sort of go through some of the vocabulary and sort of enlighten why it is as it is and how the words have evolved because that would be really interesting I think and helpful for people the they them pronoun it's it means different things to different mm-hmm. people so it, it does it does get quite difficult de- depending who you're speaking to because some people will be very passionate that they are a, a, they identify with with their mm-hmm. them and for myself i don't especially identify with their them i especially i identify with with he him when i'm presenting masculine and she her when i'm presenting mm-hmm. feminine but in a in a professional manner i'm i'm using their them to try and help um, set the tone yep. because I, I'm very much a, I work in the digital mm. realm I'm I'm on conference calls I, I don't really meet people in person and it's really hard to 
to to push that persona across when when you're just speaking via audio and they can't mm-hmm. see you and they haven't haven't met you. But what I don't want to do is then entrap myself that when I do meet those people in person and I'm I'm maybe you know somewhere in between the two genders, which I often do. I you know I, I wear makeup and I may not wear the hair. Uh, I may not have the boobs on, and I I look somewhere in between. Mm. And just using they them for me helps me try and set the scene mm-hmm. with with those people so it's not so much of a shock when I walk in and I do look different mm-hmm. but that's my preference of the pronouns where whereas other people they will very much so identify with with their them and it, it means a lot of different things for different people it's, yeah. it's a spectrum really and I, I think my take on it is that the they them is saying I, I, I kind of exist between mm-hmm. the two um, I don't believe there is a a male gender and a female gender it's it's a spectrum of you know male over this side female and everything in between mm-hmm. it's, and, and that's what that's what it means to me um but this is where the people feel a little uncomfortable in in discussing these things and, and, and who don't understand the vocabulary because it can be very different and very personal to people mm. it's not that personal to me i just rather people were were nice and were just pleasant yeah. when they speak to me and you know, if I look feminine, then address me feminine. If I look masculine, address me masculine. But it it is really important to others, and, and, and I respect that as well. I think you're right. It's that acceptance, though, isn't it? It's just being accepting yeah. and, and changing, you know, and, and being not judgmental and just, as you say, appreciating that, you know, and at the end of the day, we are all different. That is the beauty of being human, isn't it? We are all unique. We mm-hmm. are all different. Absolutely. So I don't understand why everybody wants yeah. to look like somebody that's, some somebody that's been sort of photoshopped in a magazine anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's about embracing sort yeah. of the differences. But I guess you referenced earlier on not there wasn't an awareness of you know so you, you there, were, there weren't the words there weren't the vocabulary there weren't the people there wasn't any sort of way of sort of understanding it. I'm just reading a book by Sandy Toxvig at the moment between the stops and obviously she's. She just, I think when she's doing certain things, you know, she yes, she so she's openly lesbian, but she, she was making some reference to how sometimes she is presented, and it's like, how has introducing me as lesbian got anything to do with, <laughs> with what I'm actually yeah. doing on this? Yeah. But she was yeah. saying, you yeah. know, with her background and her upbringing, she had nothing to reference. There was no reference point growing up. She didn't realise what it was that you know and how she felt really because it's a whole journey really I think she went on to sort of uncover who she actually was which is very much like you know what you've said and obviously explored mm-hmm. that yeah. along the way as you've been together we really did have to sit in front of the laptop and look it up ourselves didn't mm-hmm. we you know when it was happening mm-hmm. and it's all well, what what pronouns do fit and what does it mean mm-hmm. and what what label should we use and yeah there was a lot of education for ourselves yeah. as well so yeah. I, I do think Things have changed very rapidly in the past few years, mm-hmm. I think. There's much more awareness. Um, you know, for example, our, our son picked a book from the library at school, so he's in primary school still, and he came home and showed me a book, um, and it was um, some queer fiction. So it was about lesbian mums of two children and the daughter realising she was lesbian as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that's in a primary school now... Mm-hmm. It, you know that was never ever in that would have never school, it would it never have appeared in, in Eve Blyton well I say that you there know. was George there was George she was she, yes. but yes you're right I mean Absolutely. and that's brilliant I mean that's that's great and in fact I was going to ask you how yeah. has your son how, how have you worked with him how has he understood it I had a a lot of fear for him mm. as I realized that 
this is how I, I, I needed to express mm-hmm. myself to, to be to be happy and, and the fear was for, for him in terms of bullying and other kids finding out and you never wish that upon anybody, especially especially your mm-hmm. own. Uh-huh. That made me slow down. It halted progress mm-hmm. for a good year it or did. more. So for a good year, well, I'd say, I don't know, I, I didn't write it down, but maybe six months you were only dressing feminine when I was in the house, so when mm-hmm. he was at school. Yeah. And then it was it was really a big secret thing, like, you know, as soon as he's out of the door, get dressed. Like, oh, he's coming back from school, get dressed again yeah. and hidden mm-hmm. for a, a good six months, I think. Yeah. Um, and then it was... We just introduced bits slowly, in, didn't we? Very, very slowly and just had bits of conversation with him and asked him what he was comfortable with. And he wasn't actually comfortable for a long time, was he? So there were things that he was not happy about. You know, your hair was a big thing. Shaving your beard off was a very big thing. He really didn't like that. Really struggled. But I could identify with that. I remember my dad shaved his beard Mm -hmm. off um, when I was about seven and it it was traumatic. (laughs) You know, daddy didn't look like daddy anymore. So I I could definitely relate to that feeling. Mm Um, so it has been very, very slow steps, hasn't it? And he... we've always been honest with him as well. Yeah. If if he's had questions, we we just believe mm. in giving him the honest answer. If he asks it, then yeah. we will we will answer it honestly. And that's yeah. across across the board, isn't it? Yeah. I think those small steps into doing it has 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 been good. And and, and recently, he seems to have gone even further. He's, he's referring to referring to me as mum on oh, occasion. That's interesting. She and it's um, like, oh. So there's a couple of occasions where I've be, he's told me off. So we've we've <laughs> been out and you know, out shopping or something, and I said, oh, just go go tell your dad I'm going, you know, going to the cafe to get coffee or something, and he said to me. Don't you mean no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, bless him. <laughs> and he's, told, he's pulled yeah. me up on yeah. it quite a few times. Because we still do generally use Dad, don't we? I've been surprised that he's he, he's come out with me to the shops. He comes out with me in public and it's it's not an issue for him. And it's it's just it's just lovely that he's accepted it and yeah and I think it, it was a big moment for me last week when he brought that book home from the library mm-hmm. that he'd gone and chosen and he want I think the big thing was that for me that he wanted me to know like he got it out of the bag to show me and he wanted me to read the blurb on the back so I knew what it was about so I think that was his way of his way of letting us know that it was all right and he was accepting of things. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I just, just think it's for, for him, yeah. he's on a journey himself and he's going to have such awareness and understanding that it wouldn't but surprise me as he sort of ends up growing up because he's had first-hand experience, he's going to be able to help other people learn mm-hmm. and adjust, you know, yeah. adjust and understand and educate them because of you know his experiences with you becoming Claire, which I think... Which yeah. you think is yeah. amazing, and it and it is wonderful that you know Helen that you you are you are the person that you are because obviously you met and fell in love with Brian as he was, but you know you 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 mm. but it's it's about the person, isn't it? And you want Brian yeah. to be Claire <laughs> to be happy. Person. No, exactly. In fact, you are now yeah, 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 more yeah. yourself, more happy, and because you're happier, mm-hmm. that makes. Yeah. Helen happier so therefore it's and, and happiness comes from within and this is what I'm sort of talk about yeah. on my podcast all the time and it's all about what yeah. makes you happy connecting with that the essence of you being you because when you are and you do that and you accept who you are that radiates outwards yes you might get people who don't agree with you well that's that's their stuff you you know as long as you're not doing anything mm-hmm. outwardly to hurt anybody you know deliberately you know it you know being you 
it's important. And then you'll have people that sort of change, yeah. perhaps drop by the wayside, then new people come in and you have this whole sort of new circle of people and you surround yourself with people who are who are your tribe, who you know, who you, you, you get on with and who appreciate you. And it, and it yeah. evolves and you, you, you radiate out happiness and you attract it back in because you are who you are. That is so, so true, the, the word tribe there and, and meeting and connecting with your people mm-hmm. makes such a difference. Yeah such a difference yeah it really does it does we, yeah. we spent years with with friendships that we thought we needed to maintain and we we did enjoy the times mm-hmm. with them but we didn't enjoy the times with them we sometimes we didn't want to to interact with them and and then we've we've got friends now that that really get mm-hmm. us and that are more it, creative and we've worked really hard to seek that out i would yeah. say i'd say we've made a conscious mm-hmm. effort to to find our tribe and find our communities haven't we and, yeah. and, it, and it has been a, an effort and it really work, has, yeah. but yeah. we are now creating the friendship circle that we want, should have had should have had want and need to yeah. have i think you know yeah. more creative types mm-hmm. um people that we that yeah that that are our people that, i think that get yeah. you and you yeah. can be yourself around and, yeah yeah it's... and it's not to say we still don't have some fantastic friendships that have been long-standing for years yeah, and yeah, yeah. and yeah. those people aren't you know don't have wacky hair colors and <laughs> crazy dress sense like me <laughs> you know it's not to say that i can't have good friendships with, with yeah. other people but it's made just the world of difference for both of us you know myself in terms of like the vintage community mm-hmm. um yeah i think just being able to connect with people you know in person and online Mm -hmm. um that's made a huge difference i think the world is a very different place to what it was when we were growing up in terms of social media and you know having instagram and things and facebook and um, varying platforms and things yeah connections yeah i think yeah having having those connections to you know you're not just dependent on um, meeting somebody down the pub yeah. kind of yes. thing um, you you can actually find people if yeah. you look for them they are there um yeah i think i think that's the, great the big, big thing for yeah me. i think yeah. that's great that you sort of you know you've talked about that because i know for myself when i left my ex-husband 17 years ago i mean my friendship had just really revolved around the wives of friends of his just because of the, i won't go into the details of the relationship mm. but I had to start from scratch and in starting from scratch you then start to meet and connect with the people that you want to be around that get you that mm-hmm. who you are and, yeah. and over that, that last 17 years I've evolved as a, evolved as a person myself you know and I you know and when you actually are who you are and you put that out you know yeah. things things really change and you know I, I feel very fortunate and very lucky that I've got a wide network of people that I know and I connect with yeah. you know I don't spend you know all the time in each other's pockets but you know I've got friends that I've had from school who probably wouldn't yeah. get all of me like you've just said <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know there's other sides to me that are about to sort of evolve and come out as well in a different sort of way you know just in the way I like to dress and yeah. clothes I used I like to wear but you know it's it's like it's navigating it in a, in a little bit of the same yeah. respect as and not not quite so boldly as as yourself, Claire. You know, it's but it is it's yeah. just taking that step. But I do believe when you take those steps, the universe will support you and embrace you. And you know, you are evolving, you are enlightening, and you are helping other people evolve at the same time. You're a sort of a torchbearer for what you are doing. And I think as a couple, I think it's it's incredibly helpful for other people to know that you know I mean there are other people there are other couples out there that are in similar situations but it's it's 
it's just showing that it can be done and it is about the right relationship isn't it yeah Absolutely, it can be done and it can be positive and it can be happy. It's always shown negatively and it's always shown that, and and there are lots of people that really do have a really rough ride Mm -hmm. and my heart goes out to them and they they live these false lives and they have to keep things hidden Mm -hmm. and it's such a weight and such a burden and I'm so lucky that that's not been my experience and I just wish everybody could have that same sort of experience and that support mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. I, I i wouldn't be here without what we've done over the last few years yeah. and your your support and yeah just wouldn't be at where i am now do you think it helps because you are such a creative couple and you know and helen you are you know are you are a creative you've you know you've got your love of sort of you know your vintage and the clothing and the hair and that do you think mm. rather than being somebody that oh i don't know i mean relationships are funny old things you've got so many relationships that people just get together for all the wrong reasons and and then perhaps yeah. if that happens it's not going to it's just not going to work you know but i think if you've evolved to, to a certain level as a person you you kind of get it you you are aware and it's as i've said it's about yeah. that energy it's about that spirit connection that soul connection i think it helped because we had a good relationship and we've always had uh-huh. a good relationship. It really was, it wasn't, I'm not going to say love at first sight, but we, we met, you were my first boyfriend and then that was it. There was no question. We were together forever. Yeah. Um, so I think having that solid relationship has definitely helped over the past five years or so as, mm-hmm. as you've evolved. Um, but I think going back to what I spoke about earlier in terms of my own personality and my own creativity and, you know, the hair colour and being... I didn't discover vintage dressing oh, maybe 10 years ago or something. Um, and before that, I really didn't feel like I found myself. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really felt I fit in any group. I didn't really enjoy dressing, fashion, that kind of thing, hair and makeup. didn't really wear makeup until my 30s, mm-hmm. did I? Until I discovered vintage clothing mm-hmm. and, and vintage community and then I, I and encouraged you quite a lot because I was just jealous <laughs> you, were living through through you. you were living through me we talk about this <laughs> how you were living through me Claire has always been the most excellent shopper any you know <laughs> just brilliant to take shopping you know for me going oh I can't be bothered I don't really there's nothing I like and, and you'd be Ooh, like look at this one look at this one <laughs> what about this what about this I think think as a couple, because obviously you know my partner Gareth as well, I think we do need to go out shopping together because Gareth really enjoys shopping. I think he probably enjoys shopping more than I do, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that, yeah. But but I think in in terms of um, me understanding Claire, and not to say that I could ever understand what it's like to be transgender, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I'm fortunate to, you know, to be cis female and feel cis female and... And I'm, I realise my privilege in that, and I can never protect, you know, say that I understand what it feels like to be you. But I can identify with that feeling of, you know, I like in, in terms of my work uniform. I, I accept to have to wear a uniform, and I and I get it, and I do it, and I'm and I'm fine. But there's such a relief when I come home and I can take it off and put my yes. clothes on, and that the the relief that I felt, and I I did cry when I read the policy had changed about my hair colour. I sat at my laptop and I cried Aww. with happiness because it meant so much to me. I realised how silly that maybe sounds to some people, but I think that feeling has helped me understand Claire because I, I get it. I get the impact that clothes and hair and presenting mm-hmm. as how I want to present mm-hmm. has on me and my happiness. So I think that's maybe helped me 
um, help you mm-hmm. <laughs> over, the, over the past few years to become Claire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Claire's helped you become Helen. Yeah, with all the encouragement and, mm-hmm. the, and the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what it boils down to. I guess I've been quite fortunate because I went self. I became self-employed in two thousand and nine, so I've always sort of I've predominantly worked from home, and you know, I just mind you, that's that's led to sort of at one point sort of wearing far too sort of. You know, comfy clothing, and that's another, that's another story in its itself. But uh, <laughs> yes, I've got far too many clothes now. I know where to wear them, so I need more <laughs> places to go. I need to go to work. We again. are hilarious. <laughs> we're, we're like the glamest people when we're doing the housework or just the most mundane tasks. <laughs> it, it's it is quite hilarious. So, I, and I tell people at work this. I, I still present myself. I'm still quite guarded with how I present myself. So, um, although I do um, go out and I see patients working in the NHS, but I have predominantly a desk job based at home for a lot of the week and if I have meetings with webcams on I'm I'm really conscious of how I present and I tone it down I really tone down my look and to everybody looking at me I'm still blue haired with leopard print <laughs> on you know and, and jewellery and, and lipstick but that's a tone down <laughs> version and, and, I, and I joke with people and say when when there's days where I know it's an admin day with no webcam no calls um, that's when the clothes come out. That's when the, the hair gets fancier, the makeup gets bigger, the jewelry gets sparklier. And um, I am the biggest um, version of myself when nobody's looking. Oh wow! Because so, I, I, I think I think there's often the perception that um, creative people and people that you know dress like myself or, or like you, Claire, sometimes that we are doing it for the attention that we want people to look at us and yes i do put pictures of myself on instagram but there's an awful lot that i don't put mm-hmm. on instagram um because i still feel self-conscious of putting myself out there you know with the the full vintage hair and and make oh and you must you must because you always look amazing so, well that's yeah. both of you of photographs <laughs> i've seen you both look absolutely amazing so how how do people find you where 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 can they find you on instagram i am let me just get the spelling right it's always a good plan (laughs) i am ginger underscore cake 82 and i am they underscore what am i (laughs) in the neon hat there we go there we go they in the neon hats oh it's been absolute delight to chatting to you so just to finish off, though, how, you know, what tips do, for happiness? I mean, obviously, we've talked about what makes you both happy, and that's being yourself and channeling who you are, wearing what you are and being who you are. What tips for happiness have you got for, for the listeners? I'd say be true to yourself and, and find people that accept you and, and love you for who you are. Surround yourself with those people and they will they will help you through the tough days and they will give you the best days ever. Yeah, I would definitely second that and say it is about finding your people yeah. and, and putting the effort in. And it, and it, it might not come instantly and it didn't for, for either of us. You know, it does take a little bit of searching, but mm-hmm. put the effort in and fi- find your tribe and find your community and, and, and stick with them. Oh, I think that's absolutely brilliant advice to finish on because I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It is about being around people that get you and you get them and it makes life yeah. let's not make life any more difficult than it needs to be <laughs> just no, being no, around exactly. great people makes a huge <laughs> difference thank you so much again it's been an absolute pleasure an absolute delight and i really really do appreciate both of your time and 
and having a, such a great chat and sharing so much with my listeners. So as you've heard, you know how to get hold of Claire and Helen on Instagram. So please do go over and have a follow and uh, see these amazing outfits and how they are. And how, oh, it's beautiful, wonderful, exactly. And get inspired. <laughs> yes, get inspired and motivated to go and be yourself <laughs> and hang out with your tribe. So this has been me, Sarah J. Naylor at Harnessing Happiness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do uh, like, rate, review and subscribe and follow and do all the things that you normally do on your channel. So thank you again. And until next time, take care. Have a great rest of the day, week, year, month, whenever it is you're listening. Anyway, take care. Lots of love from me and obviously from Claire and Helen too. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.